Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Deeper Life. Today on the podcast, I have one of my dear friends, and she's like a mentor. She's like my aunt. Um, I love her so much. Her name is Madeline McDaniel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Alexis. Thank you, and I really appreciate you having me and being able to share this with you and and your listeners. So You're welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to dig in. So uh, just to give you a little bit of backstory of Madeline and I's friendship, She's actually my mom's best friend. <laughs> and so yeah. over their friendship over the last, I don't know, decade or so, yeah, yeah. Um, I've really gotten to know you and you've mentored me through a lot of ups and downs of my life and have just been such a source of constant encouragement and support um, and really just someone I look up to in so many ways in, in your marriage and in your business. Uh, Madeline also has a very successful food blog called Lakeside Table. She just released a cookbook. Um, so you're a creator <laughs> and just someone I really have connected with. And we also have traveled the world a little bit together. Yes, we too. have. Yes, we have. <laughs> tell them about tell them about our trip. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We had the best trip to down to Morelia, Mexico. And uh, I had heard about where the the butterfly, the monarch butterflies, go to to nest, and they migrate to every year. And we got to talking about that, and Alexis was, was like, "Oh my god, we have to do that. We have to do that. Yes, yes. What are you doing? When can we do that? Let's do it. Let's when? book it. Yes. Put it on the calendar." I'm like, "Ah, uh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Which is very me. Like when someone brings up a trip or they want to go somewhere and I'm interested, I like shift into action mode. Yes. I'm like, when, when, when are we going to do this? We need to get on the calendar. Like right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> it was and awesome. Madeline was so, was so game. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And my parents at the time were living in Ajijic, Mexico, which is, and I thought, oh, okay, well, it's only like a half hour. No, it was like, what, an eight hour bus ride from, Yeah. And then we ended up on donkeys and a mountain and butterflies and there were federales with machine guns. It was a great trip. Yeah, it was, it was intense. <laughs> it, was. it was so fun. I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would too. Um, we got to the base of the mountain and you look up and there's this, ma- this massive mountain and, and then in the treetops there were these massive clusters of monarch butterflies because they, they go there to migrate and breed. And um, we're at the base of the mountain and we're like, well, do we want to climb up, you know, because there are these switchbacks or do we want to ride up? And we're like, like we're going to ride. Yeah. 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 So we, Let's get on the donkeys. <laughs> the donkey and like, we don't even, it's not like a leisurely stroll. No. They're literally like, they, they, they're running up a mountain. Like you're charging. Like, you're like holding on yeah. for your life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh my God. And it is the shortest, like 10, 15 minutes of your life. And I got off and I couldn't, my my legs were doing that sewing sewing machine thing. Like, oh. Uh. Yeah. You're like shaking a little bit <laughs> yeah. because of like the adrenaline. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so much it was fun. Crazy. And it was fun. I definitely feel like we were even, we were bonded before, but we really bonded yes. after that trip. Yes. yes. And I love that. It was so much fun. And the massive amounts of monarchs that we saw, oh the, the monarchs were on the limbs. There were so many, they would literally break the branches of yeah. the tree. I it mean, was crazy. It was unreal. Yeah. I'd never seen so many butterflies in my whole life. And now I cannot see a monarch butterfly and not think of oh, you. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I feel the same way. One it's day so we should true. just get matching tattoos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> My husband would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I love 
I'm trying to actively get my husband to get tattoos. So I don't I'll think... get the lick on kind, you know, yeah. the stick on you kind. You know what? Yeah, we'll do the temporary we tattoos. There we go. Yeah. That's my speed. Yeah. So I love to kind of get started in this discussion around your story, you know, because we're going to talk a lot today about imaging and the vision that we have for our lives and how important it is to imagine yes. where we want to be. It's huge. And that was a really big part of your entire story and really a part of who you are now in the life that you've built. And so I'd love to kind of take a couple steps back awesome. and you share your origin story with us. Into the, into the way back machine. Into go. the way yeah. back. <laughs> so in my, in my early mid-20s, I started working with a group called um, Personal Group uh, Resources, PRG, Personal Resource Group. There we are. Um, and we were doing a lot of personal development. And we would mm -hmm. go in. And so I was learning all this amazing technology and psychology and how it, not just how it relates to people in business, but how they could use it for their own personal lives. Mm. And at the same time, I was, had, was newly married, had a baby. Um, and it, the way that things were dovetailing in my life just worked out so beautifully because here on one hand, I was learning all this amazing information on how to use our brain, how to live intentionally, how not to let your subconscious hijack you, basically. Right. And um, and then at the same time, um, going through a wedding and a baby, I was having some health issues. I lost my hearing. I was having major balance, um, vertigo, Meniere's disease, all sorts of different things going on. And um, my marriage fell apart. And I was out of work. I was in massive amounts of debt, literally to the tune of $100,000. had wow. no idea where I was going to come up with this. I was going through a divorce. So, and at, at this time, um, I had quit working with PRG and I was trying to rebuild my life um, with, a new, with a little baby. How um, old are you at this point? I was 31, 32. Okay. And um, I moved back to St. Louis. I had been living in D.C. at the time and in the Northern Virginia area. And I moved back to St. Louis and basically had to start over from scratch. I had been out of work for a couple couple of years, three years. I didn't have a car. <laughs> I mean, mm. I was literally just trying to piece my life back together. You were surviving. I was basically surviving big time, yeah. big time. And it was this information, this imaging process that I clung to. Mm. And it's what basically took me from absolute less than nothing, less than zero to where I am today. Yeah. And, you know, happily married. I have amazing blended family. Um, I have probably my absolute most favorite dream job I could ever imagine. I'm married to the man of my dreams, financially stable and um, just very in a very good, very an amazing situation in my life. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, and it was this process that that helped me through that transition. So and it was really, really incredible. And that's why I was like, I've been listening to your your podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, Alexis, we need to have this conversation. Yes. I'm so glad. <laughs> I remember you called me and I was getting ready for work. And you called me and you're so excited. You're like, 
I want to talk, I want to talk to you about imaging. And I, I really do believe in having a very clear picture of what's next, especially when we're in our darkest of days, right? Like the, the valleys of life, right? Yeah. Um, when we're there, it's actually really difficult to figure out what life beyond that moment looks like. You know, I've been there in certain seasons of my life where I'm like, I don't know what it's like to not feel depressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what it's like to not feel this low or to feel this heartache or this grief or this sadness. And and I feel like this technique kind of gives you a path forward through Mm -hmm. that, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's very real elements like divorce or debt or it's mental health, you know, it's just figuring out how to take that one step forward. So I'd love for you to share kind of what that imaging process is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was the main reason why I really like just jumped into it and held on to it like a lifeline. And when I first started, I was just like, oh my God, I need to be in a relationship. I'm coming right out of a divorce. Mm. And that was the first, you know, thing. And of course, trying to get financially stable and a job, but I was like, ah. And so the first, the the first time I, I started using it, it was like, you start, you know, really identifying what it is that you want Mm -hmm. and who is the person you're looking for. Everything from their their characteristics and their values to how tall are they? What color is their hair? And girlfriends of mine who were, you know, listen to me do this are like, oh my God, you've you've lost your mind. You've completely lost your mind. Because what if you, you know, I in my image was somebody like, you know, six foot four, dark headed, dark eyes. And one of my girlfriends is like, you are seriously limiting a mm. huge part of the population. And because my, my list was pretty extensive. And I said, yes, but this, this is my ideal. And why would I want to fall for somebody who's not my ideal? Right. You know, and and I was, you know, at this point, I was really happy. I was in a stable job. I was, you know, I was like, I don't need a relationship Mm -hmm. anymore. And so this is what I want. And it's you're coming more from a place of prosperity than you are of scarcity. Right. And um, so in what imaging is is some people think, well, because you're writing out what it is that you want, is it a prayer? Mm. Or, you know, And I don't believe it is. Mm-hmm. I believe that imaging is very different than prayer um, only because I think prayer is a relationship that you are having with a higher being. Right. Whereas with imaging, it is something that's very technical. Mm. It's something that you are is laid out in a specific way. And it's a way of training your subconscious. And it's a way of overriding a lot of limiting beliefs. Okay. That makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. So in what... Another good way of saying what imaging is, is if you are, if you've ever, um, the secret came out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very, it's, it's very similar. It's the same thing, basically. Another book that um, I pulled from that predates the secret is Bob Proctor's You Were Born Rich. Mm. Two really great resources. Um, And this is basically a shortcut to re rewiring your circuitry. Mm. And what I mean by that is that we all have limiting beliefs, right? So instead of, 
you know, spending years and years and years of psychotherapy and saying, okay, well, okay, you know, you're broke. Why are you broke? Well, the reason why I'm broke is, you know, I think people who have money is bad. I think, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We have all these things mm -hmm. that we have in our head that have been placed there since we were little bitty kids. Right. And, and that's usually generational. Yes. Too. It's yes. not even just our parents. It's from their parents, from their parents. Yes. It's narratives and ideologies that are passed down. Right. right. So instead of spending all sorts of time, effort, energy, money, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to figure out why am I so screwed up? Just this cuts straight to the straight to the case, cuts straight to the heart of things and says, okay, well, do you want to be affluent? Do you want to have wealth in your life? So imaging just bypasses all of that. And it replaces those limiting beliefs with thoughts of being positive and prosperity. Mm -hmm. So that's that in a nutshell, a very large nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is really what imaging is all about. Do you think it's also it sounds like it's a mindset too? Absolutely. It's like shifting from the scarcity mindset of I don't have enough. I'm not enough. You're not enough. Yeah. This isn't enough. Like nothing is enough. Yes. Um, or coming from a place of lack. Yes. To this place of um, abundance or prosperity in your words of um, I have access to things. Um, I have I am abundant with opportunity. Mm -hmm. Look at all these these choices that I can make. Yeah. Instead of feeling like um we're coming from a place of, of nothing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the cool thing is, is it helps you also have a very balanced life. Hmm. You know, so um, you and I were talking earlier about we were both very big proponents of being able to identify and conscious of the wheel of life. Right. And, you know, those areas are friends and family. Mm -hmm. It's romance, health, business slash career finances, hobbies and interests, personal development and growth, and then contribution and, you know, volunteering. Now, mm -hmm. some of those things I, I kind of grouped together. Sure. Yeah. So we've yeah. got, we've got those eight things, but in essence, and the reason why you want to keep that wheel balanced is because of any one time, you know, you're missing a big chunk. It affects how everything else is mm -hmm. is running. Sure. You know? Yeah. Can you yeah. give an example or a couple examples of like things being imbalanced and how it might affect something else? Absolutely. So let's say, you know, your career is on the rocks or you're unhappy. Mm -hmm. you're, you could have a thriving career, but if you hate what you do, mm -hmm. um, then you go home disgruntled. That is going to affect your relationship with your kids, with your spouse. You know, it's going to... It's going to be a drain on your energy. You're not right. going to have as much energy available for your hobbies or to contribute. Mm -hmm. It's um, but at the same token, when you make improvements in those areas, and if you're able to identify the low areas, and if you're able to improve that five percent, ten percent, you will find improvement in all other areas of that wheel at the same time, yeah. which is the really cool thing. Yeah. And I think having awareness of where you are in those areas, that wheel of life, if you, this is something I do with clients as well, like every single area of life that Madeline just listed off, if you could take that and rate it on a scale of one to 10 and actually see it written down, it can help you realize like, oh, friends and family is a 10. But my personal development's a two. 
interesting. Yeah. How are those things impacting each other? Right. And but it's like if we don't have the awareness or stop to even realize I'm unhappy or to even realize I haven't taken care of my body or my mental health or my finances are out of whack, like we can avoid those things. Yes. You know, but we can't avoid them forever. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> it's very, very perceptive. Absolutely. That is so true. And then when you're imaging, you take each wheel of life, each pie piece, so to speak, um, and you identify that and you just you just think about not where you are now and not where you've been, but where do you want to okay. be? Yeah. You know, what is your ideal situation? Mm -hmm. And then so let's let's say, for instance, it's in the, you know, health department. Say, okay, um, this could be in weight. It could be in strength. For me, it was balance and hearing, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever it is for you. And then you identify what it is that you do want. And then you write it out as if it's already happened, that it's positive, and that it's something that you're grateful for. Mm. So when you come from a place of gratitude, that is one of the most powerful places to come from. I mean, it gives me goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, it it's energizing, it's joyful. And what you're doing is you're with your image. And when you're reading it, you read it in the morning when you first wake up and you read it right before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then that way, it's a way of programming your subconscious. And when it's in its most malleable state, I guess it's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. And the brain cannot, does not, um, what do you call it? It does not recognize a negative. Right. So if I say, Alexis, I want, don't think of a blue elephant. Just don't think of a blue elephant. Don't think of a blue elephant. Well, you, you think of a freaking blue elephant. You can't help right, it. Right. That's what that, you know, we're just wired that way. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just cringe all the time. I mean, I, and I taught our, our son this when he was little. I said, you know, and I would say, oh my God, Carver, don't, don't fall off your bike. And he'd look at me and go, really? Really? You want me to fall off my bike? Mm -hmm. And so he would call me on it. And it was like, but <laughs> mothers do that all the time. You're like, oh, my God, don't fall down the stairs. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. You know, and, I've, you know, Jerry and I talk about this, my husband, and he is an avid golf player. I said, you know what, sweetie, if you really want to be, I'm using air quotes, helpful to the guys that you're going out and playing golf with helpfully air quotes again, you know, tell them don't hit it over there in the trees. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> nine times out of 10, those guys will shank it right, right off into well, we, the trees. We tend to gravitate towards that. That's why the mind is so powerful in language. Yes. Language is so powerful. And the way that our brain connects with that language is saying like, I'm never going to be successful. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you're probably never going to be successful. Right. I'm never going to be happy in this marriage. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. if, if that's where we're starting, if yeah. that's the starting place, it's really hard to make positive change and positive impact from such a um, scarcity yes. negative mindset. Now, I do want to say that those are valid feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Those are absolutely valid feelings. Um, but it's almost like, okay, when do we want to take responsibility for our mindset? Right. Yeah. Right. And it because sounds we, like that's what this is Absolutely. As well. You are directing your focus. You are mm -hmm. consciously and intentionally directing your focus. Yeah. And one of the things with, with imaging is that you, 
is like in the in the thing of relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you go from oh, I'm never going to be happy to this relationship to I feel most loved when I think about my husband. Mm-hmm. That and that has nothing to do with him. That is 100 percent in my control, right? And it doesn't have anything to do with what he does or doesn't do. Period. Yeah. So when you are um, one of the clients that I worked with when I was working with PRG, she was like in love with this movie star, rock star, whoever it was, and she was like, "I'm going to image, and he's going to be my focus, and he's I'm going to image and manifest a relationship with him." I'm like, sweetheart, it does not happen like that. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is not a way to control other people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to identify things characteristics, values that that person has, then you can incorporate that into your image and say, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy to be in this amazing relationship with this person who, and they can have, you can outline their physical characteristics, their, their values, their thought, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but you're not saying, you know, yeah, you know, you, you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a good distinction too, because I do think like, um, I, I'm curious your thoughts on manifestation. Yeah. Because I feel like that's been a really big buzzword in the last year, Absolutely. in particular, but like the last couple years. And I'm curious, is this similar to manifestation? And um, are they complementary to each other? Are they the same? Are they different? This is manifestation. <laughs> This is manifestation. This is it. This is manifestation. Your brain on manifestation. <laughs> okay, so I think that's actually a really good distinction because manifestation is a word like that's kind of trendy right now. Yeah. But imaging sounds like something that you were trained in, you know, decades ago that was right. like really big then. So it's it's interesting how language changes with time. Yeah. You yeah. know? And the cool thing is this has been around for eons. Right. There is a, um, so when I was in college, I, I majored in economics, but my real passion was in anthropology. Okay. And one of the classes I took was on Hawaii and the Hawaiian culture. And they have wow. this, it goes back eons, this religion mindset called Huna. And it is basically, it predates all of the same thing. It's about positive thinking and positive imaging. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys already live in paradise, you know? And here you are, Uh you know, the native people that have been doing this for centuries. That's amazing. And I mean, this is is not anything new, which is really cool because it works. Mm. But, you know, we forget from generation to generation and our brains are so powerful and we are capable of so many things. I mean, it is it is unreal the, the the possibilities that we hold, but we don't have we don't have a manual, right? And so this is kind of like you create your own manual to what it is that you want in your life. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is, is that there. I love strategies. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a spreadsheet girl. I'm like all about strategies. <laughs> um, but this, but imaging. Um, talks to a different part of your brain. Right. So it's as impo- as as important as it is to have goals and to do goal setting mm-hmm. and do all of that strategic planning, it is just as important to do the imaging and speak to the subconscious mm-hmm. because that 
opens your eyes to different possibilities and avenues that you normally would not be open to you if you're just, you know, I got to be in my rut. I got to be in my lane. This mm-hmm. is my, this is my, uh, this is my to-do list. This right. is my tasks. Right. You know, so an imaging is like, well, it opens up and it frees you. So you're, you're, you're trying to, or you are going after what it is that you're going from, from both sides. Right. It's more of the vision and less of like the task list. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the task list helps the vision, but without a vision, how do, how do you even take next steps? Exactly. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. That exactly. Makes sense. And the one thing you do want to be careful of when you've got your, you know, you're you're going through your wish list and your bucket list and all of that. Um you really you really can do too much. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Wow. And your brain will say bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. That is, that is, I, I, I call, I'm calling you out on that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that either, I mean, fill in the blank. I don't think I'm worthy. I don't think this, I don't think it's possible. So, but, so you want to stretch yourself, but you don't want to go so far. That you break yourself. That you break yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so so you're reading your thing, you're reading your image at night and you're like, this is, this is hocus pocus or this is this is nonsense yeah you want to be excited about it you want to believe in it yeah you want to believe in it like and mm-hmm. then you start seeing yourself and then over time your your whole persona starts to resonate mm-hmm. with what it is that you're reading because you you're excited about it. we will naturally go towards things that we are excited about that's right. Like attracts like. Mm-hmm. We go away from things that are painful, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> things that hurt. We uh, we gravitate away from that. Mm-hmm. So this should be something that is fun, that is joyful, that's playful, that makes you feel excited. Right. And I like that you said feel, not just on the feeling side, the emotional and intellectual side, but in your body. Yeah. Because we carry a lot of our feelings. And if you aren't sure on how to even communicate your feelings – Listen to your body and pay attention to what's happening there because when certain opportunities come up, I'll be feeling a lot of things. My ego might be in play. You know, there might be other things at play, but I have to focus on how's my body really showing up. And I can tell when I'm feeling like down or like more defeated or more reserved or I'm not excited or there's some, some sort of gut situation that's saying, I don't know about this. And then I'll have a complete opposite interaction where my body itself, I haven't even made its way to my feelings yet. My body's like feeling all the things. It's excited. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a good energy. I'm kind of moving around a little bit. And that's a really important element, I think, too, when you're starting to manifest and starting to image. Focus on what's showing up in your body when you're coming up with these statements and when you're starting to think forward around what you are imagining your life to look like, you know, what's happening at at the root because sometimes we can manifest things that are influenced by other people and not us. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. And when you think about over 70% of our communication, even with other people, is body language. Right. 
It's body language. It's like, how are you? How are you? What's your posture? How are you showing up? What are you feeling? How's your eye contact? Right. That is over 70% of our communication. The tone of our voice and how we say what it is that we're saying Mm -hmm. is also huge. That's like another 20%. Only 10% are our words. Right. And when you're writing out your image or your manifestation statement, um, those words are important, but how they make you feel Mm. is key is totally key. So you've got to be, it's got to be believable, but it's got to be a stretch yeah. too. Can yeah. we, can we practice? You bet. I think this would be really helpful for people listening who haven't maybe tried this yet. Yeah. Um, do you want to practice on me? You bet. What? So, so you, you <laughs> okay, want to let pick, me pick, think, pick an area. We think about something that's really exciting. Um, something that, something that you'd like. I would like, okay. Uh, um, let's do one on business, like career wise. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's like relevant to everyone. Um, I'm in this interesting place where I've been doing this for like about a year and a half now. Okay. And it's the, kind of the decision of, is this something I want to continue pursuing mm-hmm. or is there maybe another career path? Maybe I join a team again or go full time working somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this interesting place of, um, decision kind okay. of at a little bit of a crossroads. My gut says, let's keep going and mm-hmm. building deeper life and keep um, manifesting honestly. Like, I want to be a speaker. I want to be an author. I want to help women. I want to impact thousands of women to find their voice and be confident and advocate for their needs. But then there's this safe part of me mm-hmm. that's like, well, it'd be easier to join a team and have consistent income. And, you know, it's hard to build your own business. You know this. Oh, absolutely. And so that's where I'm at right now. But I'd like to shift into this positive image of me on the other side of building that successful business. And what does she look like? Yes. And what is she doing? And how does she feel? Yes. I would love to access that. I think that is so powerful. That is so great. So what you would do around that is... Think about what does that look like? Are you on the stage? Are you writing books? Mm -hmm. Are people calling you? Um, You know, really kind of step into that skin Mm -hmm. of who that person is. I mean, obviously it's you, but what is is your lifestyle like? Um, How much income are you pulling in from it? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, what else? How are you impacting people's lives? And then you would write that out and you would say, I am so happy and grateful that I have X amount of impact mm-hmm. impact, or I have even more specific. I, I am so grateful. I have written five, my third book. I've written my third book and it's a bestseller <laughs> and it's a New York bestseller, yes. New York Times bestseller. Yes. You know, I am so grateful that I have three amazing speaking engagements a year or a month, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I pull in $10,000 for, for each one or whatever, whatever it is. Get specific, mm. get excited about it. And, you know, and I would start. I'm smiling right now. (laughs) You can't see it, guys, but I'm smiling. (laughs) Smiling so big. But that's a good, like, that's even that nonverbal, like, as you were saying that, I was smiling. My body was feeling excited. Yes. Like, gosh, that feels really right. Like, that's the thing about my goals. I don't think I've gotten as specific. 
Yeah. You know, yes. it's, it's, and it's like looking at the end result and saying, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I've just written my third book. And I'm like, whoa, that, yes. like saying that is really powerful. And it's also, look at you. You, told me <laughs> you really do have goosebumps, but it's like also scary. Like yes. I can feel that come up a little bit. I can feel those, and that's okay. those little limiting beliefs being like, yeah. but what about this? And yeah. What about that? Cause it's new. It's new. We're just talking about it. You haven't even written it down on paper yet. Right. Of course it's going to be scary. Yeah. That's okay. As long as your brain doesn't go. no my brain's definitely not saying bullshit it's it's being it's definitely being like old narratives that that i've really tried to let go of yeah but when i dream big 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 yeah they kind of seep in a little bit yeah that's okay but it does seem possible good yeah because that's what you want that's what you want because it's over time and reading this in the morning reading it at night that will this will get Mm. so much bigger in your brain and in your body and in your energy Mm -hmm. that it will push those limiting beliefs away right and so you don't have to and that's what i was saying earlier you don't even have to identify what those limiting beliefs are and try and squish them or do anything no you know they'll Mm -hmm. get rid of themselves they will literally fall off the stage because there's no room for them Mm. i love that you don't have to give them energy no yeah. I, it, that's exactly it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like killing a wart. <laughs> <laughs> when you cut off the blood flow and the yeah. energy to a wart, it will fall off. That is very good. <laughs> or if you cut it off with a knife, you can do that yeah. too. But... Or you burn it or Ooh, freeze it. That's gross. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're talking about warts. Um, have you ever had a wart? Oh, yeah. They're the worst. Yeah, I awful. used to get them on my hands whenever I was a kid. Mm. Um, and then I broke both my wrists at the same time. Did you know that? No. I broke both my wrists at the same time. Girl. When I was six. I know. Overachiever? I know. I was like, not one wrist, but two. <laughs> two. <laughs> I know. Um, and so I had my casts on and my casts, like with the lack of circulation mm-hmm. to like airflow and everything, uh-huh. it ended up like causing them to go away. Yeah. And I never had them again. That is fascinating. I know. Anyways, <laughs> fun little facts about warts and casts. <laughs> I think I'll opt for compound W and not break my wrist. Yeah, literally. Just just do do something, do something better. Um, okay, I am loving this conversation. I really feel like this is gonna resonate so well with my community. And so I'm curious around when you get what you focus on. We've talked a lot about like kind of the law of attraction. Yes. And what your um what you gravitate towards and how that ends up coming true. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never gonna have this and things like that. Right. Um where does human like needs come into this? Like I need certainty, mm-hmm. you know, I need security. Right. And so when we're manifesting or we're, we're imaging, there are those little, those things that come up. It's like, okay, well, what about like, I need to have a solid income. Yes. Or I need to have um, certainty in this area of my life. Sometimes those can rub up against each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, the human basic emotional needs that we have are like certainty and variety, significance, connection. Those are those those primary four, no matter when they when we find ourselves lacking in those, mm-hmm. we will naturally seek to meet those. Right. The last two human needs that there are, we have to seek out consciously. We have to intentionally go after um, contributing Mm -hmm. and personal growth. Mm -hmm. The cool thing is with imaging is that because you are 
pulling up feelings of gratitude, that is a way of, you know, contributing to yourself and contributing to a higher power. And it's also focusing in on your personal growth. Mm -hmm. And when you focus in on personal growth and or contribution, the other four needs get met automatically. Mm, that's interesting. Which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. I can attest like whenever I am in a season, which now I feel like I'm in that season all the time, um, of personal development and growth. I do feel those other things click into place. Um, because I think that whenever we are focused on growing, it ends up really impacting the rest of our lives in a positive yes. way. Mm -hmm. But whenever we're kind of in a fixed mindset yeah. or when we're in a stationary mindset of like or scarcity, you know, whatever word resonates with you, we end up impacting the other areas of our lives in a way that we might not want to. Yeah. Like, I will not change. I don't want to change. This is who I am. Or even like latching onto the Enneagram. You know, we've talked a lot about the Enneagram. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And sometimes be like, oh, well, I'm an eight on the Enneagram and that's just who I am. And that can sometimes be like a fixed mindset. Right. But when you shift into, yeah, I'm using this as a tool. I recognize that this is part of my personality type and I'm willing to grow. Yes. You know, or like, this is the way it's always been. Yeah. This is how it's always going to be. Right. I think that's a, a interesting and sometimes dangerous pattern that we can get into. Yes. Where we like seek out comfort mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's our default. Right. You know, we understand it. Right. And it, when, we're, when we're trying to grow and we're in that personal development stage. Yeah. There's a lot of um, unknown there. Yeah. What am I going to dig up? Yeah. How do we navigate that? Kind of the um, the curiosity. So when you're looking, and, and let me know if I'm answering your question or not. Sure. So when you are breaking down each wheel pie piece, so to speak, and you're focusing on what it is that you want, and you want to make sure that you're in a mindset of prosperity or and growth and contribution. So, so for instance, talking about your career image, little block that we were just talking about there, some of the feelings and some of the things that you want to include in your image is the impact of people. You want to do this, why? How how are you contributing? How are you impacting? How is how are you changing people's lives? You know, in coming from a place of of that kind of contribution or that kind of growth mm -hmm. versus you could write out the same thing, but with feelings of significance. I want to be on stage because I'm important, because it's going to make me feel like a superstar, mm -hmm. you know, because I want to write three books because, you know, it's all about me. So even though you're the, it's the same, the same end result, you're coming at it from a place of contribution. A different lens. And right. And, mm -hmm. or you could be coming from it from, you know, one of those other four basic needs like connection, because I want to be loved because mm -hmm. I want people to like me because, but if you come at it from, I want to help people learn how to connect with each other. Mm -hmm. I want to see other people, you know, succeed and reach their dreams and, and be a part of that. Yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of those four basic needs, right. but the real power comes from those other, that personal growth and that contribution. Mm -hmm. And when you, look at a situation from those first four, mm -hmm. um, it, um, it can throw things out of balance. Right. Yeah. I can see that. See that? I can definitely see that. that. It, it, Especially like the lens of 
when you're changing the perspective of like, I want to contribute to, I want to be significant. Yes. That's like where we're kind of um, engaging with the ego yes. more. Yes. And it's like, I am the center of my universe. Well, yeah. technically, yeah, we are in the center of our lives, you know, and things orbit around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just about us. Right. And life is so much more fulfilling and meaningful when we get to contribute to other people and they contribute to us yeah. and it builds connection and a yes. deeper life. Yes. You know? And you get what you ultimately set out for in the beginning, but you come right. at it from a different place and you end up being so much more fulfilled mm-hmm. than that. And when you coming from that position, that yeah. is, that is, that is so true. That is so true. So I know that you had started out talking about kind of, um, you were in your thirties, you had after your divorce, you got a job and yes. you were feeling um, like you were moving in a good direction for yourself. You started to kind of manifest or image a partner. Yes. I'd love for you to tell that story. I just think it's oh so powerful oh. and it really does give legs to this ideology. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really does. It really does. So from the time that I was divorced to the time that I met my current sweetheart, husband, Jerry, uh, was five years. Okay. And so, and and that's probably, you know, timing happens when timing happens. And sometimes with this, it happens immediately. And then other times it, it takes years, you yeah. know, and it all kind of just depends on, you know, where you are and, and the timing of everything. So, um, and I have to say that the timing for us worked out absolutely, could not have been more perfect. And it allowed me time to heal. Mm-hmm. It gave me time to relax. It really put, I was able to have enough time because when I moved back to St. Louis <laughs> and I had been out of work for like three years, um, I had all these health issues. I literally started working at a funeral parlor. I was burying people every day. Wow. And talk about perspective. It was it was a bless it was a blessing on so many levels because it's hard to feel it's hard to to have a personal pity party when you're helping people through the grieving process. Yeah. And wow. um I didn't it, know that. It was wonderful. Yeah. I wow. mean it, say death is wonderful. But I know you know what it, you mean. for where I was in my life, it it gave me a lot of strength and really helped me get out of my head and stopped. It was no longer just about me and being a single mom and being broke. It was like, you know, I need to help these people through this this time. So from there, I mm. w- got into um, selling uh, pharmaceuticals for medical field and then selling uh, laparoscopic instruments in the OR. And then I was like, okay, I'm financially stable. I was able to pay off all the debt. I, you know, I, my son was in a good spot. It's like, okay, you know, I don't necessarily need a relationship. I kind of like one. I, yeah. I want one, you yeah. know, if, if it's right, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good mindset though, it too, is. you know, coming from this place of I desire it, I want it, but I don't need it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things that my husband then, you know, when Jerry and I first met, he picked up on right away. And I was like, hey, you know, I really like you, but I don't need fixing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't need fixing either. <laughs> <laughs> so the the way we got together was I was super busy. I'm working all these crazy hours. And my mom, bless her heart, she's like, no, Madeline, I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to know what you're doing. But whatever it is, it's not working. Mm. And I'm like, 
was doing pretty good. Yeah. She's like, and so she had just gotten off the airplane with her sister and, uh, and the, she ripped out a page of the Sky Mall magazine. It, it's just lunch, you know, full it said and handed it to me. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, my mom wants me to join a dating service. <laughs> so tell tell what it's just lunch is. Real okay, quick. so it's just lunch is a dating service where you have a interview with a real person in their office, and they check you out. I mean they they make sure that you are a professional, that you're not a scammer, you're you're legit, you're above mm-hmm. board. And at that time, fifteen years ago, it was pretty pricey. It was like fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was. I mean. Yeah, that's a lot of shoes, <laughs> <laughs> especially when like dating apps now are free. Right, exactly. Right, right. And I thought, you know, both the men and the women have to pony up their beer money or pizza money or whatever it is. And so, you know, because I mean, it's not I mean, it's just not hard to get laid. I mean, let's just be <laughs> – and it does not cost fifteen hundred dollars. Right. You know, so if that's all that somebody's looking for. That's true. You know, you, you can do go not, find that. You can go find that. It's not, you know, what what have you. And um, so I was like, well, if a man is going to to pay this, then he's definitely looking for something a lot more than a booty call, right? Looking so, for something more serious. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He, he is invested. Mm. And I was like, okay. And sure enough, um, and so you know each other's first names, very brief description, and that's it. And then you meet at a certain time and location. And so it's very safe. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about stalkers or anything like that. And then if you like each other, you exchange business cards at the end of lunch or dinner, what have you. So it worked out really good. So, um, so I, yeah. So fast forward, they, they called, they said, Hey, you know, you need to meet this fellow and, they called him and said, you need to meet this lady. And I was like, okay, so we, um, I mean, don't, okay. What? <laughs> so, so, I'm like blushing over here. Because I, I was like, I love I was, it. You've I been was, married for like, oh, what is it, 12 years? It'll be 15, uh, 14 next 14 summer. years and you're over here blushing. It's yeah, so I'm cute. still blushing. Yes. So they're like, okay, well, he's six foot four. He's dark headed, dark eyes. I'm like, ooh, what? that's on my image. <gasps> okay, cool. All right. So the other thing on my image was that he needed to have a job. Okay. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they said, well, he lives on a lake. He has a motorcycle. He's a pilot. He has his own airplane. I'm like, oh my gosh. What? Playa? No. Oh. No. And oh, and then to cop, top the whole thing off, they said, and he insists that we tell anybody that we set him up with that he is still technically married. I'm like, excuse me? Oh, still technically married? Like, I haven't heard that before. Interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. How technically? Um, I was like, no, I'm not meeting this guy. So they talked and I was like, fine, 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 fine. You know, because they were very persistent. I will meet him, but I'm busy. I'm so busy. I'm available in three weeks. Mm. And so I made him wait three weeks. And there was literally a restaurant like two blocks from my house. He was living where we live now here in Effingham. And he had to drive two hours. And so as soon as I met, as soon as I saw him sitting there, you know, at the restaurant, I was like, 
oh my God, this guy is not a player. He is so not a player. And you know Jerry. Yeah. He is so not a player. player. (laughs) He's like the biggest, amazing, awesome dork in the whole world. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. (laughs) He is just like, player is not, he does not have one fiber of player in him. Yeah. It doesn't, I do feel like a player energy kind of oozes out of somebody. Yes. And it does not. There's none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, uh. So, um, so we did. We sat and we talked for like two and a half hours, and I said, "Well, I mean, he was giving me all the buy signals. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I had personal, I, I had purposely, you know, wore a really." snazzy suit mm. and it showed just a little bit of cleavage i wanted to make sure that he tasteful tasteful cleavage tasteful cleavage yeah women show that and, yeah and uh and so he was like he maintained eye contact which was very impressive mm. and he was not talking to my boobs which we, I really appreciate. We appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Respectful. Yes. <laughs> right here. Right here. Between the between the ears. Yes. That's where it is. Um, and I said, well, do you want to... I mean, he was laughing at all my jokes. He was looking at my eyes. And it was just like, okay, he's giving me all the buy signals. I mean, but he hasn't asked for my card yet. And then I was like, finally, okay, look, dude, you know, do you want my business card or not? And he goes, well, I just as soon have a date. I was like, yes. He's a closer. <laughs> so we um, we uh, we we got out. He got out his BlackBerry at the time. I got out my you know Monarch Stephen Covey daytimer planner thing. Oh my and, gosh! And then we planned out our next date, Aww. and it we, and it was we never we've we haven't stopped talking since. Mm, yeah, that's so special. It was really neat, and he had gone through. Uh, years of of therapy and talking with a counselor from his divorce and uh, his relationship, as I had by that time, had gone through five years of you know um, therapy and all of that, and we had both come out with a list of what we were looking for. Mm. So we were both operating from a very intentional place and from clarity. Absolutely, you had absolute clarity. You yeah. were not confused in what mm. you were looking for. Exactly. And yeah. the nice thing was. One of the best things I think about It's Just Lunches or a dating service like that, especially as women, is that you need you need to know that this isn't the be all end all. It's an interview process. Mm. Dating is an interview process. It really is. You know, you don't look, you know, if you're the owner of your company, you don't go out looking for the best guy in tight jeans and go, yeah, that's my CFO. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) You don't do that. (laughs) Right. You're right. Yeah. It's an interview. And this is the person you're going to be spending your, the rest of your life with. Absolutely. And it's going to have a major influence on your kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So when we got to our, our date date, we both quickly identified that we both had a list and we were like, get the cards out on the table. Let's go. Let's go. Game on. <laughs> I love, I, I do think there is something really beautiful. Um, and that's similar to me. I've always been such a straight shooter, especially in relationships. I mean, pretty early on in my relationship with Matthew, I was like, what are we? I mean, and even past relationships, I wanted to define what was happening early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wanted there to be any confusion around where we stood with each other. Are we exclusive? Are we dating around? You know, like I think what that are the roles? What, what are we doing? Roles? Yeah, what what, are we doing? And what are our expectations yeah. of each other? Um, I think that's such a beautiful part of, that we can learn in relationships is having the freedom to come forward and say, here are my thoughts. Here are my expectations. Here's what I'm thinking. I want to be exclusive. I want to date around. Yes. Um, we're so scared to do that. Yeah. 
You know, we live, we operate from this fear and the scarcity of like, well, I'm not going to find anybody else. There's lots of people out there. Yes. Um, and I, that is one thing that I brought into my relationship and now into my marriage that is a consistent element that keeps us strong and connected is we communicate about absolutely everything. That is so great. All of our expectations. That is so great. You know, needs being met, needs not being met. Yeah. And really being able to work through that up front. Um, that was like my biggest thing when we got married is no passive aggressive energy. Yes. No Good. passive Good. aggressive energy. I'm like, I, I can't read your mind and you can't yeah. read mine. And so let's work through it in a proactive way instead of a reactive way. And I think that's that's really beautiful that you were so proactive and upfront. And I do think that's actually a part of you know manifesting is you're being proactive about what you want in Abs- your life. Absolutely. You're not life isn't happening absolutely. to you. And you are worthy. Yeah. And I think that's I don't mean to like get in your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are worthy. And don't you think that sometimes you know, we talk ourselves out of that, you know, relationship or we talk ourselves out of defining the rules. We don't want to scare them. We don't want to, we don't want to push them away. Well, maybe you should because if they can't stand up to you, they're not worthy of you. Right. You know, or they can't meet you in that place of being proactive. Um, I've actually been able to get to a decision quicker in a relationship because of their reaction to, me wanting to talk about expectations and yeah. talk about the relationship and their energy towards that, it was actually it helped me make my decision quicker. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna move forward. I hope you have a blessed life. And and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay. You know, it's just it is. when things don't work out, that doesn't make anybody wrong. It doesn't mm-hmm. make anybody bad. It mm-hmm. just means hey, we're not the we're not in a place to bring out the best in each other right now. Right. And I think like you can take this conversation that Madeline and I are having and you can apply it to your career. Absolutely. You can apply it to a friendship. You can apply it to your family. Like literally every area of life, being able to be proactive and being upfront about what you want and what your expectations are, what your standards are, Mm -hmm. what you're looking for Mm -hmm. can really help you quicken the decision-making process, right? It gets us clarity so much quicker. Yeah, for sure. it really does. Yeah. And then once you know what it is that you're looking for, when it comes onto your plate, mm-hmm. you can identify it. Mm-hmm. And without that kind of clarity, you, the perfect thing, whether it's in your career, your kids, or your family, or what have your health, it could show up for you. And if you're not really clear on it, ooh, it can. it's not going to stick around. That's a good point. So that's a good point. Gosh, this has been such a good conversation. This has I'm been like, so much fun. I know. <laughs> we should just start a separate podcast just talking about this stuff all day long. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing your life with me. Well, thank you for having me and talking with me about this. As yeah. you can tell, I'm just a little passionate about yeah, just it. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for our friendship and just the the influence and the energy and the mentorship that you've you know, brought into my life. I greatly appreciate you. Um, Madeline, I remember like, I think I was 20 years old and I had just been, we had, I just gotten out of like a really tumultuous relationship and we sat in this restaurant and you helped, you like helped me think through brokenheartedness, mm. you know? And you're like, Hey, I just want to let you know that you're going to love a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to love you. Aww. And you have to decide, who do I want to build a life with? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you, know, you can't, it, you, you can love a lot of people, but you can't build a life with everybody. Yeah. And I just thought that was really beautiful. Um, coming Thank out of you. heartbreak of like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like I was never really meant to build a life with that person anyways. I loved, loved right. that person. Yes. And that's very real. And that is real. And very valid. But when you think about the future behind that, yeah. there wasn't ever going to be a future there. Yeah. And yeah, it's great oh, advice. I still care with me today. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I remember that that afternoon and I yeah. was like, oh, you know, you, you talk, you don't know what's going to stick. You don't. Yeah. And you never know the impact that you're having That's on people. True. And you have been a huge source of just inspiration for me big uh -huh. time. When I was starting my blog and you're like, you know, helping me get focused and, you know, helping me get very, a lot of clarity and like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yes, I can do this. And you were right there really Thank being you. one of my biggest cheerleaders. And I yes. really appreciate you. I so. appreciate you. Yeah. Tell us where we can follow your blog buy your new cookbook which by the way is absolutely <laughs> stunning the photography in it is nuts and the recipes are incredible so tell the people where they can engage with you on the interwebs well i'm all about food and sauces so <laughs> all of this imaging stuff is what's going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh but i'm at lakesidetable.com and you can get my cookbook there lakeside table sauces you can also get the kindle book on amazon lakeside table sauces um and i'm on instagram and youtube and all under lakeside table so perfect yeah i will make sure to link up all of that in the show notes for y'all so you can stay connected with madeline and check out her cookbook would make a fantastic gift for someone in your life. Um, I have one. I actually bought one for for one of one of my family members, and it was a great <laughs> gift. So, um, just thank you thank so much you. for your time, and just really, really uh, enjoyed this conversation with you today. Thank you so much, Alexis. <laughs>